So quiet. We back. <laughs> Normally it's more than one. <laughs> <laughs> we back. Mark, you missed this. What, what episode is this? 14. We're falling behind. Falling behind? <laughs> falling forward. Falling forward, filling fast. It's a rainy day in New York today. This is the rainy feel-good music. This is like, look out your window while it's raining. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely look out your window. Drink some wine. Drink it while we're drinking wine. <laughs> you know what Yeah, it's that, yeah. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Who's outside? Were y'all outside too? Yeah, this song came out? No, yeah. I would. <laughs> <laughs> he said, who's outside? Like, who's outside? Damn, like, how old do you think I am? Wait, what year was this? I don't know. That'd be like 80, 89. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, was, wait, you were not around in 89? I mean, I wasn't out listening to this song. I was, I was alive. He was, like, like, he was out there jamming. Oh, I, was in, I was in a crib oh, somewhere. None of <laughs> crib us. Crib sleep, you know, having animal crackers. young. I'd be feeling like I was outside for everything because, like, my sister was, like, 10 years older than me. Oh, that's real. And she used to throw, like, these crazy house parties. Mm-hmm. And I used to be, like, the random, like, little white kid walking around. <laughs> that's fair. I looked mad white when I was young, the too. little ghost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Running around. I had, like, a mullet down going down my head. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you definitely told me about this mother before. We need to oh, see yeah. pictures. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was living. I was living. My dad used to, One time, my, my, my dad used to walk through, like, the house with his drawers. My dad's white. My, my, and my, my sister's full black, right? And my dad used to walk down the hall with some um, with her stepdad walk down the hall in his drawers. And uh, my sister's friends would be over and be like, hey, there's a white man in your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my dad. Yeah. White thieves. Yeah, but he's white. <laughs> <laughs> white thieves in black neighborhoods. It's just something you don't see every day. Nah, you had an eclectic childhood, my brother. <laughs> Very eclectic childhood. The best of both worlds. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Marketing Misfits, episode 14. We are finally back in the studio. I am Mike Summers. Stu Cornelius. Ryan Chappelle. I'm yes. Oh my goodness, guys. It's been a minute. It has been, been a minute. minute. Been it has been a minute. We're all in, we're all together. We are all together, man. It feels feels like how special is that? It's like Captain Little, Planet all I over again. It's like Captain, <laughs> Captain Planet. Uh, for those of you who are just joining us for the first time, uh, welcome to Marketing Misfits. This is a podcast uh, where uh, myself, a few, a few of my, my good, um, diverse friends from a lot of top um, companies around um, New York, Tri-State area, Google, Hennessy, Twitter, um, Johnson & Johnson, we all came together to kind of talk the stuff that we talk about every day uh, from a marketing lens, but also give you that kind of culture twist on it um, in a very um, raw way. So uh, you might hear like a, uh, a shitter every now and then. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've, been trying, we've, been trying, we've been trying to word the, avoid the F-bombs, right? Yeah, yeah, we try. Every we try, but we can't help Man, it. Man, they be cursing on regular TV now. Yeah. Oh yeah, they be yeah. Dro- they be yeah. dropping them big time. I'm like, wait a minute, yeah, when, when did this happen? Yeah, yeah. But you also, do you ever notice like in corporate America, like if you're if you're a traditional looking corporate person, mm-hmm. 
it's like when you're cussing, it's like, oh, cussing is cool. He's so raw. And then you come in, this young black guy cussing, and it's like, oh, got to get this gangster up out of here. (laughs) 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 This this little has to go. Nipsey, who hired Nipsey Hussle? Right. (laughs) That's funny. Hey, man. But uh, we got some really, really great topics for you today. Um, We're going to get into a little um, Game of Thrones and marketing. Um, we're going to get into a little um, Sephora and, and a little mishap that, that came up recently. Um, and then Ryan has some really, really dope information to share with us about um, some psychological behavior tied to brand loyalty. Yeah. Me and Stu. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah Let's I'm knock excited. it out. I'm excited well, for that one. Uh. All right. Well, I mean, I'll start, of course. Um, I think for... So you all are familiar with a little show called Game of Thrones, I'm sure. At this point, if you watch it, you probably hated the ending. And if you... Didn't watch it. You're probably sick of hearing about it, for sure. <laughs> I actually pre- appreciate a lot of the memes and a lot of the just coverage over Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's been pretty hilarious to me. I think Complex posted, uh, I don't know any of the characters' names, so forgive me, all of yeah. you Game of Thrones fans, but someone had reacted to their death on uh, during the table read, and it looked very dramatic. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that was <laughs> as Kate mu- as much of it. Okay. He plays Jon Snow's main character okay. on, yeah, of the show. Yeah. yeah, All I can describe Game of Thrones as is like, Days of Our Lives meets Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's the... the from days, one, from the one episode, from one episode our, I've seen. The Days of Our Lives part is a part that throws me off. But the Lord of the Rings part, I think... Lord of the Rings. It's so much drama. Yeah, I mean, drama, a lot of drama. drama sells, man. Drama, drama sells. and so, sex sells. That's so two of us, two of you guys saw it the yeah. whole season, the whole series. Everything, yeah. You guys are like the fan fans, us, right? The mm-hmm. two of us didn't. Okay. I, I only watched one episode and I never went back to it. Oh, jeez. I read two of the books and I'm reading the third right now. Yeah. Wow. You would be reading. So I've watched the season twice. I, I haven't read any books, though. Stu, Stu's overachiever. Um, well, the books, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I like sci-fi and fantasy and all that other weird stuff because it's just crazy to me that you could sit there and just, like, come up with this come whole with entire this world oh, that yeah. makes some kind of sense. Yeah. So I think that that's... I, I, I <laughs> said yeah. some. I said, I, said, I said some. Because some of some of the cultural references in the show come from medieval times. It yeah. comes mm-hmm. from different point, points in our history. They borrowed some from the Egyptian history, some of, you know, Greek, Greece and Roman history, and kind of made it, you know, a fantasy, which I thought was really interesting. They, they actually did a really good breakdown on, um, I don't like the Pub Butter uh, podcast, but I'm, I'm going to say this one, uh, the indicator by Planet Money mm-hmm. on the economics of Game of Thrones, and basically like how ridiculous it was. Because, like, if you know, like, this years-long winter is coming, mm-hmm. you should be focused on, like, how do I get food for my people to survive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> instead Probably. of, like... Instead, Probably. Yeah, instead of fighting over a throne and the amount of money it costs to just, like, move militaries and, like, how yeah. much... Like, just keeping them alive and food and all right. this kind of stuff. This one war army that, I guess, did so well back in the day were so good because they taught their soldiers to survive off of horse milk. Mm-hmm. And they just, like, drunk the milk off of their actual horses. I mean, that's how they went from town to town. But it was a really dope uh, Planet Money Indicator. Um, that's that's actually, I said it makes some sense. I didn't say it made all the sense in the world, <laughs> <laughs> to your point. I'm pretty sure there was no scenes with him drinking <laughs> no horse milk. <laughs> they spoke in complete sentences. Yeah, well, that too. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, when you when you do pick up on a historical reference, sometimes it's like, oh, damn, I remember that. That was cool. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> From right. my medieval days. Brand yeah, integrations. Exactly. If you've ever been to medi- medieval times, it's kind of like that. Anyway. Um, so yeah, when you think about Game of Thrones and just how big it's been, especially in the American lexicon, um, when you, even when you think about film and TV, I mean, it's probably one of the biggest shows in the history of television, and it's up there with some of movies, of course, because of the budgets that they spent on the on the mm-hmm. actual show. 
you might have seen memes about uh, a mysterious Star Starbucks cup mm-hmm. being within the, yeah. the show. Um, I believe it's episode four, season eight, after... Mm-hmm. Um, okay, the okay, no, the episodes. <laughs> no, what, what, what was the time step? How uh, far into, right. this, into uh, the episode? <laughs> it's probably like 15 minutes into the episode. Okay. And the episode is okay. called Battle of Winterfell. If you wanted to look it up, just just, just saying. We're, anyway. glad, we're glad you're back, Stu. Thanks, yeah. thanks, thanks, thanks. No, no problem. Well, actually, <laughs> try, try the facts over here. Was it pumpkin spice? <laughs> no, no, no. The episode is called Last of the Starks because, yeah, anyway. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, you guys are familiar with the cup that was in, in that scene. I'm sure you've seen it and, and you've been kind of like, okay, this cup doesn't really look like a Starbucks cup, but everyone just attributed it to Starbucks. Now, Starbucks got a ton of free publicity mm-hmm. from this. If you think about brand awareness, they were associated with the show without officially being associated with the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I say all this to say Starbucks owes Game of Thrones a check for Mad sure. Mad money. Like, it's 2. crazy. $2.3 billion in free $2.3 billion in, I mean, and here's another $2 for what it's worth Which, that we're talking yeah. about it right now. So two things. One, when I saw that cup, um, I thought I didn't like Starbucks either. But then everybody kept saying it, so I was like, oh, "Mike, you're not white enough. You don't know." I don't drink. I don't, <laughs> yes, that was my thing too. Because yeah, I, I don't a, drink coffee. So yeah, I, I, have right. a, I have a scroll. I'm on the scroll feature or scroll mode uh, when I'm on my phone. So when everyone just said it, I just assumed yeah, you just so, so I just saw it quickly and scroll. But you um, saw enough of it to see that it was. A, I just felt like I wasn't cup. qualified. Yeah, I don't, I I don't really cup. drink drink Starbucks like that. I don't either. But I think the most important takeaway from all of this is like. When you're able to br- build your brand equity so closely to a a generic mm-hmm. product like a coffee for Starbucks or like t- like tissue for Kleenex or yep. um, bandage and brand and band aid, like when you're able to build that, like that's the residual benefit of putting that time into your branding. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, residual it, brand loyalty. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. and you spend a lot of money on the front end, and you know, every once in a while, you might get a. A random shout-out. Yeah, a little yeah, bump like this. Or, or, I mean, in Google's case, no one says I'm going to search some shit. I'm going to Google it. So, <laughs> yeah. Do you think yeah. this, this uh, opportunity or something like this will ever happen again? Not in Starbucks life, but in, in any brand's life. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. Because I think it will happen. It's not, it's, I mean, it's a unicorn, yeah. once-in-a-lifetime right. kind of thing. But it will happen because as long as people will not be informed on what the actual cup is, they're going to make their own inferences right. on what it is. And the closest thing, obviously, is Starbucks. No one's going to be like, that's a Dunkin' Cup. I don't even know what a so, Dunkin' Cup looks like. Dunkin cup. So question for you guys. Sorry, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, You said $2.3 billion? Yes. $2.3 yep. billion. I, I want to know how much are you guys buying that number? It's inflated. Come on, of course. Of course. Well, it's, it came from a PR agency. I, 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 so you're gonna trust that? Yeah, I stand by what Stu said. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it comes from a PR agency, which I think like they always give you a million bajillion impressions, which your mind t- technically yeah. can't can never wrap its mind right. itself around. Like yeah. you, you never really understand what they're showing showing you. But um, if somebody tells me I I got two point three million dollars of added media, to me I need to be getting two point three million dollars of sales associated. With it now, obviously, like we have things that are like equity driving and long term value, etc. But do, y- do y'all really think they got a sales bump from that? Hell no. I mean, sorry. No, let, I don't me, let me so. let me let me uh, add context. <laughs> I mean, we when we do when you do certain things like a marketing mix study. So for those that don't know what a marketing mix study is, it's when you work with a Nielsen, so people that track your brand sales kind of thing, and they up they have certain ways to apply it to different marketing tactics. So this case it might be pr events experience 
media promotions, uh, price allowances, whatever. So they they ladder those up to what's contributing to the volume of sales for your product. Is that a fair? Everyone's on the same page. Yeah. Um, and so I would say PR probably is lower on the totem pole versus other tactics like media and sales allowances. So anything that's more closely tied to actually reducing the price for you to make an immediate change in your behavior to purchase. It's also one of those brands and and products. I don't mean to cut you off, Mike, but um, you might not see a spike because it's something that people buy every day. Every day. And for a brand that spends a lot of money on marketing around pumpkin spice lattes or whatever to be in topical in the conversation, that's really just what the win is. I mean, I don't think it's going to translate to actual sales, but being top of mind for something that you did absolutely nothing for is, is now I have a question. Do we really believe that this was accidental, that this just happened to be a mishap? I, I think it had I, to be. I think, yeah. I think so. They probably was another episode. They also right? moved yeah. it at this point. <laughs> That's what it was. They're I think so. And, and also, there was another episode where it was a water a bottle. water bottle. But it wasn't like Poland Spring and getting no love. <laughs> Fiji, yeah. Fiji, Fiji, yeah, Fiji ain't no love. You know, so it's just kind of like. Exactly. It had to be. An, I and think I think that you didn't do anything for it is the biggest caveat. Cause that, it, it is. Because even when you talk about like the marketing mix, like I think the PR does come in lower at times, but it also depends on categories and also depends on like paid versus earned. And in this instance, it's like. 100 percent earned. earned so they didn't pay earned. anything for it so even if they sold one extra coffee cup which is ironic because it wasn't earned it's, it, it's almost like yeah <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. It was uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is it just yeah aftermath it was it was rewarded yeah yeah all right so what was so what else happened um what do you mean <laughs> that was it that's all i got Whoa. What, what are the marketing brand integrations do you oh, have for us? Yes. <laughs> it's, My, sorry. it's been a long week, y'all. Stu's back. So, <laughs> yes. So, so, so we're talking about ones that, you know, weren't earned. You know, now we can talk about ones that have been, that, that did, were earned because it was paid. To Ryan's point, paid. It was a plan behind it. And there was some kind of res- residual effect. Um, and so, HBO, this was the most branded show. Um, in network history, and I think about all the shows that have ever come through mm-hmm. um, HBO. Tons of quality programming. I don't know if a lot of it is like can be massly branded, but then again, there's incest on the show and dragons, and so they've branded it somehow. <laughs> and who knows how? But it is what it is. So there was about a hundred different um, co-branding efforts and um, brands that just wanted to participate, just knowing that this show garners so much attention and so many impressions and so much of the volume of conversation on all platforms for sure. I mean, I know, obviously, when you think about conversation, you think about Twitter, but I think across the board, people were posting and talking about Game of Thrones um, in their own way, be it videos and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I think it made sense for some of them and others I didn't get. Like, MLB made these, like, like these little desk creatures that were branded for the sports teams <laughs> that you could put on your desk. And I was kind of like, this is not going to, it's not going to get me to a Yankee game. One, cause it's too <laughs> expensive, but two, cause I don't just see the, I don't see the alignment. Um, Oreos rebranded their packaging. I thought the Oreos one was really, that dope. was cool. I mean, I, I like, think it was easy. I liked it, but it was e- yeah. I was going to say easy. a lot of those, a lot of the packaging stuff. And yeah. like, I think uh, Johnny Walker did something as that, well. That one was cool. But Oreos Very also easy. did the whole, they did, they, for content, they did the entire intro to Game of Thrones in Oreos. Yeah. So how to, like, build in the, the buildings yeah. and stuff in the intro, they build that in Oreos. I thought that was pretty dope. And that's pretty cool. And I'm sure. That's it, part of their equity model. Yeah. So, I mean, it fits. And I'm sure point. moving forward, like, 
I could totally see tomorrow Lego being like, we got our Game of Thrones theme. Go do that. Right. Legos, but like, that's, like, that's right. easy. Like, why are brands so scared of making fucking content? Like, if you don't have an immediate ROI associated with something, people are scared to put some, some dollars behind it. Right. I think your Oreos of the world, Legos of the world, mm-hmm. are, are people who aren't as afraid of just, let's just make some make some damn content behind it. And I think those are the ones that do it the best, right? When when they have the liberty to do it, and it is better, it's better branded, you know, because you the brands that don't do it well, the ones that put have one foot in, one foot out. You gotta be okay with some L's. You got, I mean, you just gotta, you just yeah. gotta go for it. Yeah, be okay with like putting out ten pieces and nine of them being L's. Yeah, I mean, and and I, I mean, I personally think that the Shake Shack joint was kind of an L. Personally, I'm not going in there, and and we talked about this. Yeah, in the I, chat. Did, I mean, if they, yeah, and I'm not ordering it in high Valyrian. Like I mean, that's just not that's happening. A little, it's a little nerdy to go in. I mean, and say, yeah. Can I yeah. have the Game of and Thrones menu? Granted, I'm nerdy. <laughs> I read the books. I just that's where I draw the line. Well, they also, they also did it in one location. No, they did it in a couple. They did, they did a in a couple. Yeah, they did it sounds like they only did okay. There's just yeah. Well, I mean, most it, it of these don't have them, that many but anyway. Right it, now, I mean, New York yeah. has like three or four. I want to. Well, say. it was in New York City. It was yeah, in a New few. New York City. I mean, the biggest thing was like market, but I don't know if you like when it saw like the, the like Dragon Glass milkshake. It was like a thousand calories. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> I like Game like, of Thrones, no, but damn, I don't want these calories. I want diabetes. Did you, did you like any of them yesterday? I'm going to die in the finale. That's, that's going to uh, die. Yeah, you're going to die before it's over because that was a long-ass finale. Right. Did you like any of them? Um, yeah, I mean, I was reading through um, some of the executions. Um, I never watched Game of Thrones, and obviously you don't get advertising in, in the show. So I wasn't aware on a lot of these outside executions. Um the Red Cross had a cool one about driving um, awareness of yeah, donating blood. I thought that was really mm-hmm. cool, just given the storyline and how often people are killed and, you know, bleed to death in Game of Thrones. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> uh, I really like the Oreo one because it's a product that you wouldn't wouldn't think about mm-hmm. necessarily. And the fact that they went as far as, you know, embossing their cookies with Game of Thrones characters, that was pretty cool. I like Adidas, too. I, I forgot to say that. Adidas had... Uh, branded shoes for each of the different houses within the show, which I thought was cool with their house colors and sigils. Which Why did they do that with Harry Potter? Um, or did they? Yeah, I, I think it. Harry Potter, I mean, I don't know. I, my guess would be that Harry Potter has... Not as edgy, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think broadly, purchasing power lies within the adults and because sure. Game of Thrones is more of an adult ish show there's more of an ROI it's my guess I don't know you guys are the marketing experts that's just my <laughs> you're, you're on the marketing you're experts a, yeah I know but, <laughs> but I always you're, see, you're the expert uh, yeah but I'm the sales guy so when I go in I don't know shit what I will tell saying? you is <laughs> what I think you should do okay. ultimately you two say yay or nay true uh, I didn't see the Adidas joint yeah, I, I, I saw it. That yeah. was cool. I feel like they did. So do you, do you guys think that they, um, did any of these guys do anything outside of actually just driving press and publicity? Or do you think some of these were actually trying to move units? I think the Adidas one was definitely I mean, trying to move Red shoes. Cross trying trying to move shoes. shoes. Oh, yeah. Red Cross trying to move some blood, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's sneaker culture. I mean, if you're like, you know, somebody, it's a collectible, I'm sure. Like, if right. you got yeah, the House yeah. Stark sneakers right. and you're a big fan sure. of that. Sure. Right. Oreo's I mean, trying to get that pulse. I mean, I mean, you do a limited edition item, you're trying to get a, a pulse of right. sales. You're probably overlapping another limited edition thing you did last year. Right. And typically, if you're saying, and that's the thing with like everyday products like Oreo or Listerine, it's like people are going to buy it anyway. Right. So any additional like added incentive to get someone that wasn't is, is the win. Yeah. 
Right. Any fast moving CPG situation is a pulse in volume that they need for that per- period of time, or something that they're trying to overlap for it is something they did last year. I can tell you, I probably only bought Easy. Oreos like four times in my adult life. Yeah, to have with ice cream. Really? Yeah, it's just not. A yeah, thing that it like I buy. It's, it's like equivalent, like the sugar content is like the equivalent to like like doing a line of coke or something yeah, crazy. It's, it's something nuts, <laughs> something right? crazy. Yeah, but I do buy sneakers all the damn time. Oh, okay. So yeah. Adidas would have got me. But yeah. I think there were over like over a hundred right integrations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, it's totally and, wild. You know, thinking about HBO, it's not at supported, so mm-hmm. they're definitely stepping up their game in terms of getting those brand dollars. And finding creative ways to get those brand dollars without necessarily running it across their their platform. So, so those integrations. To them. I do wonder how cause like to do a hundred brand integrations. You must have had like a crazy deal. Like we'll just collab with anyone and we're not really charging you type situation. Like I'm, I'm trying I mean, to figure it's the out last what it was. shit bang. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like all right, we not, we don't have we're just open the coke yeah. promotion. Wait, well, it's the last one for this series, but right. the next one, the spinoff, supposed to be called Blood Moon. Right, yeah. it's gonna be on HBO as well. So I mean, this is—I'm sure this is gonna be the the layering for the for phase two of this with the next show because yep. you know if it gets greenlit, I know they're shooting a pilot now. So, well, oh. all right, man, ready for a commercial break? A little commercial break. Sponsors, this is where you would go. Well, I was so nerdy, <laughs> right. you gotta put a song on. Little <laughs> no pre roll. Hey, this little vibes. I like this one. Thank you for tuning in to WJBD. <laughs> I was waiting for you to do your boy at some point. I was like, I hey, know it's coming. <laughs> Holla at your boy. Well, insert your uh, ad unit here. Right. This is definitely my like summer vibe, New York City. Just period. Just I'm only because I'm in New York City, but just summer vibe. Period. Music right here. This will happen tomorrow. Right? Oh yes, it starts tomorrow. This reminds me of living single for whatever reason. It does. Just, oh, yeah. It is a very it living just, single. Yeah, it, it always reminds me of. The party. That's, that's, that's the question all summer long. Where's the party? Friday night back in the day was always popping. <laughs> you didn't even have to try. No. Talk about in New York. Just show up. No, just every song. Every Friday just, night. Just show up. I don't think it's ever going away. Though. No. So Song, songs that talk about like Friday, Friday like night. Friday, like the feeling on Friday. Right. Oh yeah, right. that's the feeling. It's a vibe, right? Yeah. By the way, I think creating songs about a DJ was like the. That used to be a thing. But yeah, and I think that was like a backdoor thing to get to the get DJ. Them to play it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. absolutely. You damn right. <laughs> the number of times I played Lil Wango DJ growing oh up. Oh my god! Yeah. Hype okay. yourself up. Every set. Every, every set. Okay. Every set. Of course. Yeah. All three verses. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Summertime New York, man. This feels good. Yeah, when it's not raining. Yeah. I love the rain. I love the rain, love the rain when I don't have to do a damn do. thing. Yes, loves everything, I man. I, I embrace the, the rain. I, when I could be in the crib, <laughs> I love the rain. Because <laughs> it means I don't got to go nowhere. <laughs> no, I feel you. Oh, man. All right. You're trying to do nothing. Nope. All right. So, summertime's here. Um, Sephora is... Um, 
hitting the streets in a big way now. <laughs> in the wrong way. In the wrong, wrong way, way, right? In the wrong way. Hey, man, you guys give don't run out of content to give us <laughs> for, for, for this podcast. No, none of these brands. None of these brands do. Nah, man, they don't. They don't. They don't. Um, yes. What's up? So we're always keeping track of, of what brands are doing right. You know, mm-hmm. the Game of Thrones example. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, so many <laughs> brands are also getting it wrong. And we're noticing that this is a trend within not only the beauty industry, but the luxury brands. Um, trend since we started this podcast. <laughs> not, not for real. <laughs> I know. Or maybe we were not just a, so aware of, you know, these. Yeah, maybe mishaps. we're hypersensitive to it. But now, exactly. we can, now we can bring it to you. Exactly. So now we want to bring this to you. Um, and this story broke out a few weeks ago uh, when SZA. Did I pronounce it right? Yep. <laughs> yes, 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 you did. Tell us how you pronounce her name. <laughs> no, SZA is right. So SZA is signed to Top Dog Entertainment. TDE. <laughs> TDE. To along Top with Dog Entertainment. To, along with uh, Kendrick Lamar, uh, Schoolboy Q, and some A-Rock. other... A-Rock. Mm-hmm. And some other artists. Um, very talented, platinum-selling artists. Very beautiful. Um, anything else? Her album's no. a vibe. Her album is a, her she, album is a wave. Nominated. It's a wave, yeah. Top dog entertainment. Top dog entertainment. <laughs> I definitely, for a while, had corporate thugs entertainment on my resume, oh, and I just like. I did. I was like, out of here, CTE. Price is white. Uh, definitely uh, CTE DJ. I'm like, yeah, I'll the corporate thugs entertainment. Oh, um, whatever. Yeah, it, it, it that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so SZA went into a Sephora store in Calabasas, California, mm-hmm. uh, late April. She was shopping, obviously. Stocking up on her beauty products, right? When uh, <laughs> right, yes, so, she, as yeah. she should, she's in the as public. She as should. she should, as she should. Uh, when someone from the store calls security to make sure that she wasn't shoplifting. So when that incident happened, she obviously let him have it, but she also went to Twitter to expose the the, the situation. As so, you should, as you should. Um, obviously, if you go on Twitter right now, you'll see so many reactions, and that's the beauty of a plot of social media, right? The the immediate reactions that you get from people. So this happened a couple weeks ago, uh, but just yesterday, Rihanna responded to the incident, and she said, "Here is a Fenty Beauty uh, gift card. Go shopping in peace, right?" So social media again responded to this whole thing, and it's now you know again surfacing. Um, to the point that now Sephora is essentially on June 5th closing down most of their stores in the morning to do a diversity and inclusion training for their employees to make sure something like this doesn't happen again. So they're addressing the situation and they addressed the situation right when it happened over Twitter. They responded to CISA and to make sure that people understood that they this was not intentional. And that they were going to train the employees that, you know, caused the situation. But now they're actually taking further action and training their employees and closing down the stores, you know, risking revenue for that morning. You know, mm-hmm. so I think this is showing in a big way that they're, they're they mean what they're saying. Um, Man, don't nobody go shopping. For I was going to say, I was going to say, I don't know. I don't know if I'm shopping for yeah, <laughs> Closing on a Saturday. <laughs> then I'll be like, okay, <laughs> then, then we talking. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Y'all ain't losing no money. <laughs> losing no money. So shopping in my cologne on now, Saturday evening. Right now, now who did now who did lose money was uh, Starbucks when they had to shut down. Remember, didn't they shut oh, down yeah. too? Yeah, oh, yeah. They, they shut, shut down, down afternoon. Oh, in the morning. Shut down. No, they did the morning. It was afternoon. Oh, it was afternoon. Okay, trifling. The 4 p.m. Don't mess up the money now. So, so before we we comment on this. Um, 
no, north noteworthy noteworthy is it that yeah, yeah, noteworthy yeah. Mm-hmm. um sis supposedly used to work at sephora back in the day <laughs> really <laughs> yeah. oh. and how things come full circle oh. man and that is definitely a s- <laughs> like scissor sound right there. <laughs> <laughs> and she also um, was part of a Fenty Beauty campaign uh, back in 2017. Yeah. All these products were This released. is just like, it's just it's so too meta. It's too I mean, incestual. <laughs> <laughs> it's very incestual. First of all, Rihanna's a boss for real. Oh, yeah. These days, man. Um, I, I'm telling you, I love Rihanna and her Fenty Beauty. Yeah, I'm all about it. Well, I mean, it's, it's such a beautiful story because it's just like, how did you all not? think to do this after being in the industry for i don't know some brands 50 something forever. years right. forever right but it's, and, it's and crazy you know what if you go into a store uh sephora do you guys go to sephora they have yes male products um, oh yeah they sephora, do sephora is where i go get my cologne sephora really it's basically all diverse people shopping so yeah. how can you how can you not you know have yeah. something in place where yeah. you're not racial profiling anyone or you're not making assumptions because when I go in there it's all Latin women black women yeah. shopping for these products and you know in a way that's why um, Rihanna launched Fenty Beauty she wanted to disrupt that that industry mm-hmm. the right. beauty industry mm-hmm. is being hugely disrupted by by Fenty all these luxury brands that don't understand complexion don't understand skin tones mm-hmm. she's disrupting that industry so now her coming forth and supporting you know CISA and you know, making a statement. I, I love that. I'm actually really surprised by that because anytime I go into Sephora, like, the service is impeccable. Really? They have good nah, service? they be on it. They be like, hey, sir, how are you? How can uh, we help uh, you? Uh, uh, it's like, yeah, I'm looking. So I had, like, I, my skin broke out, like, two years ago. And I was like, I don't know what the hell's going on. So I went into Sephora. Sephora. And first of all, I spent, like, $200 before I left the place. So, But the woman did a fantastic job with some face cream and scrub. Well, they and always all tell you. They oh, always yeah. Oh, she got me. Whatever it was, she got definitely got me. She did a fantastic job. So I'm, I'm actually really sad to, to hear that she dealt with that. I mean, I mean that's what service yeah. is really important in that type of industry. I mean, I was in there with a hoodie. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, I, it's, you know, that could have been me. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been. Yeah. Could have been a different I mean, in, in general, though. Like and this isn't a Sephora thing. Like I don't, I don't know the whole Sephora situation. One awesome for them that you even do this, mm-hmm. but um, like why does it, why, why does it have to be a rich black person to go through this in order for diversity? Yeah, thing. I know. Like, I feel the same way. It's just a, it's just a thing. Like it's yeah. a thing thing. It's a thing thing. Yeah. Like I, I think I said on other podcasts, like one of my uncles was killed in a in a store for white person thinking they were Shit. stealing. Like it's like it's it's a. Thing like it happens, like everybody gets racial profiled within stores. And I think it's cute that they're gonna shut it down for a day or a morning or whatever, but like that's gonna that, solve that, the problem. It's really not because I mean, no, it's not at all. How many stories of these have have we heard at this oh, point? Like a thousand. I mean, since we've been doing the podcast since last October, <laughs> yeah, <that's> right? <laughs> we've been like, like at least eight, time. nine, maybe. Right? I was watching Boomerang just the other day. There's a scene just like that. They they walk in and he was like, "Yo, I want this." I was the boomerang yesterday, and the dude was <laughs> like, "And it, it was like this jacket is twenty th- or it's like two thousand oh, yeah, dollars." Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. "Why you tell us the price for it? Like, I can't afford it." He was like, "Nah, because white people are afraid of us." And he goes, "Ha!" He scares the guy. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we can all safely. say, I mean, have we all been uh, racially profiled? Oh, absolutely, a million times. I'm like, no, it's so point. It's like it's like why do I would never have to ask this like question for real. Just just interesting no, you that. Don't. We all have experienced at my brokest and on bonus day, even right, still. Right. Don't matter <laughs> don't what, 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 what is Monday, Friday. Nah. Don't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. No, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I think everybody needs to be doing unconscious bias training, and it's not even just about like black people or race. It's like we got gender, sexuality. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I mean, it's all of it, right? It's like it's racial profiling and it's racial appropriation with all these like you know these little keychains we talked about. Yep. Mm-hmm. And don't tell me how you don't many have... episodes ago this turban. 
mess. No, my God. And don't tell me you don't have a racist bone in your body because we all do. Like, literally everybody does because it's ingrained to us in American culture. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, let's just all just have the training. Let's just all just go through it. We went through the training, Mike. Remember we did a diversity theater? (laughs) Did you do that, too? No, I didn't do that. Oh, at uh, Emory? Okay. We did a little diversity theater, a little show of... uh, well, y'all are real progressive. Yeah, next we were year, real huh? progressive. No, it was, it, was, <laughs> it was very interesting. No, it was funny because they. Uh, so we did the training, and then you know we got to do commentary at the end. And um, there were two Indian guys behind us. One was more fair skin, light skin. Mm-hmm. The other one was dark skin. He's like, oh, we don't experience the lighter skin one. Was like, oh, we don't, we don't experience this really in India. The dark skin dude turned all the way around. <laughs> was like. Fuck you, me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> everybody was, like, looking like, everybody was just back oh, and forth yeah. looking at both of them go back and forth. They was like, bro, like, you were completely removed from even having this conversation knowing damn well what's going on in India. Exactly. Yeah, so, it's a whole cast system. It's, right. Like, they, bro, oh I, was, I was like, like I said, what? dang, they sound just like us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Same thing. Yes, yes. I, I tell, like, the shit isn't, people always try to pin this stuff on the U.S., but, like, the U.S. No. is me. Oh, one no. <laughs> one no, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. No. That's one no. Um, two, the U.S.'s media is just so um, yeah. rampant and, and it, it, it's, it, it's predominant. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That you get things ingrained into your mind based on based on media that we put out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I think, I, I can't remember like who I told stories to at this point. But um, <laughs> one day, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it was on, it was on the other pod. But um. Uh, one time I was in a um, a taxi in um in DC and had a friend with me who was black. Dropped them off at Uber. And Uber driver, as soon as they get out, was like, "Oh, you you like black people?" And what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, excuse me. Well, he actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah nah, I know the story. <laughs> oh, okay, say? okay. He's like, "Oh, you say you 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 like black people?" I was like, you know, I want to know what he's saying. So I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, they're they cool. cool. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I said. That's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I said. I was like, they're cool. I was like, I was like wow, you don't, you don't really fuck with them? And he was like, uh, it's all, no, no, they're, they're, they're okay. Um, I'm not going to impersonate his accent, but he had an accent. Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, he was like, um, he's like, no, they're okay. Uh, but, you know, um, when I came over here, he was from Croatia. Mm-hmm. He's like, when I came over here, people were always like, you know, watch out for black people. You're going to be Uber driver. Watch out for black people. They'll they'll rob you and they'll kill you. He get, Both of oh, these are wow. literal things he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, really, man? I was like, is, are a lot of black people in Croatia? And he was like, no. I was like, well, well how'd you, you know, how'd you get this perception? And um, I don't think perception. I, I was a little bit, like, more laid back than that. Um but he was like, oh, yeah, we get TV. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's true. Shit. Straight up. So his entire perception of black people just came purely off TV, and it was going, you were going to rob and kill me. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> boys crazy. in the hood, they possession of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah it's crazy. Not boys. That's uh, yeah. so crazy. I'll tell y'all more about my undercover racism stories. <laughs> oh, man. That should be a whole episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mike's undercover racism man. stories. That's, that's a video oh, blog. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, all right, all right. We ready for another break? Yeah, we can do another break. All right. Some smooth stylings. Oh. Ooh. Look out. Oh. Such a lot of Young Tyrese. <laughs> Not the young Tyrese. Young Tyrese. Before he went crazy. Before. Can you Stop playing him because he's from Cali, so. I vividly remember this music video. 
I remember, I remember the vi- video. I like the song. It was like on the beach. Like they were R&B singers used to sing. Every, every song used to be on a beach right at a pool with all the guys in leather jackets and all the women in the bikinis. And you can't tell yeah. what season <laughs> yeah. it is. No. Everybody's clothes are so damn different. Every man got Timberlands on. Yeah. <laughs> not a cloudy cloud in sight. No, like, not a cloud at all. On a yacht. <laughs> on a yacht. <laughs> Why are you on a yacht in Timberlands right now? No. <laughs> it also happened with the, with the Giants in Miami. They were wearing <laughs> on that yacht. Yeah. Oh Terrible. Uh. Tell me. Mm-hmm. Boy said, tell me. What boys used to sing back then, bro? They I know, right? That's real, real singing. They used to. You could just see they had a little towel in their back pocket they used to wipe their forehead with when they was in the studio. Yeah, yeah back then, <laughs> they didn't now, try to, uh, they didn't, now everyone just tries to sing. Now you got Jacquees. <laughs> yeah, like him, but like even, like that like that was a, that's a feature on the Brat Basically, you got everything that came out of 808s and Heartbreaks. So like the Drakes and everything right, else in the world. Right, right, yeah, all right. The even if they can't sing well, they'll like They can just carry sing that it. tune, yeah. Right, and then, you know, that's why we're going to get songs like 808 and Heartbreaks and T-Pain created an entire singer-rapper. Well, it was Kid Cudi, but okay. Kid Cudi came after mm, 808s. No, Kid Cudi, Kid Cudi, 808s came because of Kid Cudi. I gotta. Look we gotta at try. We gotta check that time. Yeah. No, that time. No, you can't. He was. He was Kanye's understudy. That's why Kanye. You remember playing Pat? I mean, it's not far fetched. I, I I do. That sound. He did the same thing with Travis Scott. What are you guys talking about? Well, Travis Scott. That's that's an that's entirely a, uh, different yeah. decade. No, I, I I get that. I'm just saying, like, that's Kanye's mo. Like he he borrows inspiration from different artists before they. So you're up. saying that he borrowed it? Okay. That's all I'm saying. That's a fair. Yeah, it's fair, argument. but I'm not. I'm not going to agree with you on the mic until I. Because 808s was what 07. Cuddy, Cuddy definitely wasn't popularized. No, uh, oh, wait, uh, it was after. That was after graduation, wasn't it? No, it definitely was after graduation. At max, it was 08. Uh, graduation was 808. Heartbreaks was 08. Yeah. 08. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Cuddy had dropped like four mixtapes at that point. Like his sound was out there. No, Cuddy's a kid named Cuddy. Wait, wait, wait. His, his sound was out there. What year was that? Kid named Cuddy was let's see. Loading. Fact <laughs> <laughs> um, That wasn't was his a, first one. Oh, 2016. Yeah, was, exactly. That was his first one. So then maybe that's the one I remember though. That's the one I like. I'm oh like, yeah, that one was really good. Deep. That one was real good. Nah, man. Cuddy was 50, not what, 50 ways to make a record. Cuddy was not bumping mm-hmm. in 08. That's that's Cuddy was was zero bumping in 08. Okay. Zero bumping in 08. You had Drake that came out in the the late 0809 era, who really popularized the sound after 808s and Heartbreaks. Maybe. Wrong podcast. Yeah. Right. We'll that talk too. about this another time. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think people enjoy it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I will keep going. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Uh, Ryan. Yeah, what's up, man? <laughs> he said like we cost you all no no I'm kidding uh, no so we want to talk about a little bit about uh, brand loyalty right um, so Entrepreneur posted an article um, from a contributor talking about the psychology of brand loyalty so I won't get into what they talk about as the five key takeaways because they're very basic to me but yep. oh that's what you're going to say Stu no I'm with you yeah yeah, oh. yeah go ahead uh, but they talk a little bit about uh, three areas as it relates to what manifests loyalty to be i guess you could say so for i'll go through the three of them we can kind of tackle them different uh tackle them individually but 
terms of what makes up brand loyalty. Uh, we talked about they talked about novelty, associations, associations, and positive reinforcements, which is pretty much given. Um, I mean, nobody wants to associate their brand with negative reinforcement. Duh. Um, <laughs> so shocker, shock, shocking part of this article <laughs> and this, you know, this contributor. But then ident- identity and tribalism, which I think are very interesting spaces outside of the associations. But in terms of in terms of brand loyalty, so novelty is talking about uh, you know linking the brand and linking loyalty to stronger memories. And so, you know, which upon repeated customer exposure, quoting the article, can instill familiarity and positive feelings. So what's you guys' take on novelty as it relates to brand loyalty? Oh, that's open. That's spot on, I think. Spot on? To me. I mean, shit. Somebody, so there was a tweet going around with someone that was like, yeah, if you can name all the Nicktoons, then you you were real back then. The Nicktoons? Yeah. Can you and it had a picture of each. <laughs> I mean, I have to look at it, but it right. had a picture of each. It was like, ah, real monsters and a bunch of different ones. And I was like, oh, yeah. That links back to childhood and nostalgia, right? right? And that's yep. somewhat of a novelty, right? For me, I remember that time in my life, and that allows me to. That, that's why I always have a special place in my heart for Nickelodeon just as a whole. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Are you afraid of the dark? All of that. Oh, Snick, yeah. all of that. Kingdom Goosebumps. Yeah, all of that. I think there's a huge fascination within like just the food and beverage industry in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. People like tie that to a childhood Absolutely. Uh, piece. She had Oreos. Yeah. Oreos. I think, I think it's, I think it's I, so, I think it also is any high engaging brand. So anything, anything sensorial. So anything you put in your mouth, it's really highly visual um, versus brands that might be passive. So like, passive like you brushing your teeth is a little bit passive so like you're not like it's not a lot of no- novelty that can be created with like a toothpaste brand in my opinion do you guys agree or i've been using listerine since i was a kid and colgate so oh, well, shit i, okay. I got <laughs> sensitive teeth so I well, I that would be a no pro i disagree it's expensive take that but <laughs> i disagree a little bit i mean i think i think the best example of novelty would be jordan's right true if, if i'm if i'm looking at it now i think i do agree because we're, we're all grown people just trying now to get you the, can actually afford it yep and you remember when you couldn't yep. and mm-hmm. now sneaker culture is at all time high because the most of us as kids couldn't afford it and now right you know that's why here. nike is killing it's why they choose to back colin kaepernick because they know their base ain't the people wearing the air monarchs it's the people that buy the jordans or the uh, or and, the uh, all birds right <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't even get me started <laughs> and, and, and agree with the jordans I can't. um jordans have also been um priced in position as a premium product absolutely for sure um with great could, margins, by the way. Could be oh, more sure. difficult, and I, and I think this is where a lot of brands um, struggle, is, like, how do you take uh, the kind of balance between, like, your legacy versus the future and, like, how much do you lean on your legacy? Um, and if your product hasn't necessarily been, like, a premium product, like a Jordan forever, um, like, how much are you leaning in on this product? If you were using it all the time you were a child, when you were a child, but you also realized when you were a child, you had less means or right. um, you weren't getting the best thing for you. So as you grow o- older, I'm not sure this is a great example, but like um, Velveeta, like when I was a kid, I always there was, you don't make mac and cheese without Velveeta. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, now that I'm a grown person, I'm like, that shit don't go bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, that shit, they like it, Twinkies. Yeah, that shit never goes bad. Ain't nobody put it in the refrigerator. If it don't go bad, it's not good for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 It should go bad. 
Like I need, I need, I don't put a Velveeta in my mac and cheese for more. Like I like, don't, don't, don't spray that shit near me. No. You ain't no better. Yeah. So now you probably grimace when you see it. Now good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think at our age now we grimace at that. Time yeah, we shit, do. Right? Oh, Man, McDonald's is McDonald's, a great. I was gonna say McDonald's, right? Yeah. Like when you were a kid, you couldn't tell a kid nothing when a mom or dad said, "Yo, we're going to McDonald's." It was the best no. day yeah. ever. Absolutely. These new kids and are now, probably ready for like farm to table stuff. Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, these new kids are allergic to everything. Everything. So I mean, most of them can't even eat McDonald's or it doesn't have that same allure that it did when we were younger. Yeah. So I do think it's I aspect of like positive nostalgia. I agree with it in that aspect. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, you just can't take everything. It's like a one size. It doesn't all. it doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. No. no, they say uh brand loyalty doesn't depend on novelty to sustain itself. But right. It is necessary it's a necessary first ingredient. I don't I don't know if it's a first ingredient. It's kind of an ingredient that is like Added or included over it's time. A, yeah, it's a, it's, to, it yeah. has to be built in. It's a nice to have yeah. if you can build it to that point. But I don't think that. I mean, you can't have novelty when you first jump in the game. Like Allbirds yeah. doesn't have right. novelty. And I think but, they break it down as something new mm-hmm. or novelty yeah. within that within that color, right. right? Right. And it has to be a quality new. product of some sort yeah. or pricing, something that makes it different mm-hmm. from everybody else. Yeah, yep. so I, yeah, I won't. Um, I mean, I won't belabor you know associations and pot of positive reinforcement, but they talk about. You know, once you've captured someone's attention, the next uh, step to securing his or her loyalty is to ensure your brand is associated with positive feelings. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not much to talk about. I, I, I do like how <laughs> to get into like the like, sensorial uh, piece there. Um, that, that was your boy. Sorry. But, you know. What was that? That was your boy, not uh, whoever this person was. Oh, OK. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I think like the, the positive emotions piece. Um and we even we so I I just recently broke down um, kind of I did a psychological test on um, TV ads. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, show a whole bunch of ads, put like the little crazy wires up to somebody's head helmet thing, and see what their mind does while they're watching the ads. You did it for like consumers, or you did you actually did it? I did it for consumers. Okay. Um, testing different ads. Oh, okay. Media ads. Lab? Okay. Uh, no. Oh, okay. I actually forgot the vendor. I wish yeah, I wish fine. I knew remember that's her not, name. Um, but uh, I, in, in a, a few really really compelling things came out of it. So, for instance, um, people it, it is mostly like you don't want to disturb people. You want them to have a positive feeling. You want them to, like disrupt their thinking. So things like having words on screen and then breaking through the words like that that's disruptive, right? Because mm-hmm. they may be in the middle of reading it. Um, or having scenes in, in an ad um, that don't necessarily sync up with each other because mm-hmm. you want people to follow a linear story if it's going a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. Um, or in having some kind of cue of your category at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, the setting of like where people be using it or, or something that makes sense, mm-hmm. maybe not too far-fetched. And those kind of things have like a negative correlation in people's minds. And I do think there's a lot of times today where we lean in on um, kind of the, which are important, like the digital best practices or, you know, like, so, so for instance, I said two things are very different. Digital, digital best practices are move fast. Right, you, need right. a, you, need a, you need content very fast. People's attention is very short. Keep different moving frames, et cetera, um, which is very different than like don't disrupt their thinking. Yeah. You can do both <clears throat> at the same time. Mm-hmm. If I have a multiple frames that are telling one single story. But you have to have that extra layer of nuance. What I mean, and this is what I tell people all the time, is part of our Twitter narrative is is mindset matters. If I go to, if I go to Bloomingdale's, I expect to spend a certain price point. If I go to Old Navy, I expect right. some. My mindset is different in terms of what I'm going to spend. 
And it's the same with how we use the different platforms that we use. If I go to Instagram, I'm expecting something completely different than what I'm expecting when I go to Twitter, when I go to Facebook, when I go to Pinterest, when I go to Snap. Um, and, and that mindset is important for advertising because of what that utility for the app is, right? right. On Twitter, people on on Twitter, people really don't know what they're looking for. They're really just trying to check to see if anything broke that they need to be aware right. of, right? Stay whatever that whatever that may be. Oh, Lil Nas X performed in front of some kids today. Great. So I'm caught up on that and you just keep moving forward, right? On Instagram it's it's a combination of the two, right? Because news does break on Instagram too. Mm-hmm. But people want to check up with their friends and see how things are going. But that mindset is important. When people right. are watching TV and you know this because you worked at Hulu with me. The mindset is a little bit different than if they're watching live television. Right. They're expecting to get less ads as opposed to more ads. Mm-hmm. So I agree with what or you're saying. Or they're paying for a platform, so they expect, you know. Yeah, less, if not less. none. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, fair. Mike, did that study measure uh, commercial length? So short form. No. Versus- so that's the thing is we actually tested mostly 15s and 30s. So the question mm-hmm. is like when you apply to a six. What's that do? Yep. Yep. Right. Yep. So that, that actually was a big question because um, we did not test sixes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then actually I, I made like three sixes after that and tried to apply those learnings to it. And you do have to. You can't fit all the, all that. All the elements. Like, yeah. You no. can't. And, and that's And that's another thing that we send out is like. What, like the three ways or the three, I guess the three uh, lengths that you use and what the purpose is, right? Longer yep. form yeah. for narratives, right? And shorter Emo- form. Emotional connection. Exactly. And, and shorter form for what? And shorter form more so for a specific branding message. Entertainment. And, and yeah. really quick, right? It that's, doesn't that's mean. Good. That's good. That's a bomb almost, you guys. It, I mean, do- it, don't it doesn't mean. <laughs> People and this is what we tell people. That. They people don't. don't. And, th- and, and it doesn't mean you get rid of your long-form spots. Right. It just means you use them in different places differently. That's yes. all. I've noticed yes. that the sixes are more about making people laugh and just making people want more. Yeah. Like the Geico six-second ads, for example. Yeah. And I think that's the magic of the sixes, right? You you want people to want more. So yeah. you want to yeah. build on that storyline. So you're, you're, uh, you're building to a Vine audience. Yeah. Right. I mean, exactly. and after a certain point in long form ads, it's like, it's a law of diminishing return. Like, you just don't hit. It just doesn't hit. Like, <laughs> it doesn't. Just, I'll give you For your point sure today. Not. You just said you were scrolling through. You ain't see, Scroll, if, it, if, it was, you didn't see if it was a Starbucks you cup barely, or what cup. You Y'all said yeah. Starbucks. You barely get six seconds with me. Well, my experience is that creatively, it's a struggle to go backwards to go from a 30 to a 15 to a 6 yeah I all mega, that's like stop. that's mega facts you, it, it's yes. hard to you need even, to you yeah. need to deliberately make 6s you so, can't it's hard to reverse engineer to and that's the thing it's like creative. I only want to see 6s and 15s and then we can talk about the 30s Fair. see and there and there's agencies that still and I you know I'm speaking uh, oh we know freely, brother we there's know. agencies that think <laughs> the 30 the 30 second and the 60 second is like the thing and we're like and I'm like Bro, no one gives a shit about your no like, no. no disrespect to you. No one gives a shit about no. the thirty, and no one gives a shit about the sixty. What unless you're doing consumers care about unless like, you're Marvel you know, Avengers, yeah, right. Unless you got a trailer for the movie, or Nike, or, or you're, you're doing a Super Bowl ad, or you're doing yeah, a Super Bowl, yeah. Bad. So there That's are it. places for it, but when right. you're when you're pushing product, yeah, keep it short and sweet. Keep yep. it short. Yep, you can literally just say go buy this five times in a row. That's it. All right. Yeah. Also, our memory encoding happens really quick. One day we're gonna do a we're gonna do a whole best practices episode. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. And then, uh, yeah, no, that's dope. And then they also talked about 
identity and tribalism. So talking about, you know, humans are social species and this is the main reason politics are so divisive and a contributing factor to the thrill of sports rivalries, right? So people want to feel part of a tribe, want to feel part of a collective, if you will. Mm -hmm. You have Trekkies, you have, you know, you know, people that are all about Game of Thrones, for example, is a good, mm -hmm. you know, a good collective of tribalism. Yeah, we don't have a name. We're not like Trekkies. You guys don't have ones? I don't, I don't know if they do that. I mean, even influencers are doing it. Like, you know, you have uh, stands. Yeah. I mean, Whatever. I think that this Beehive, one, Beehive is a really good example easy. of yeah. tribalism. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Beehive equals the ultimate tribalism that will, you know, slice your throat anytime you say. And also, identity. Because Beyonce is great. Identity uh, goes back to what you were saying in terms of like putting two feet in if you're going to do it, right? Like, mm -hmm. like REI closes their their stores on every Black Friday because they want people to go outdoors instead of spending time within stores, right? Yep. Love that. Warby Parker gives a free pair of glasses away. When you buy glasses, right? So that's like a social element. But that you got to stand for it and have it whole 360. Everything Absolutely. you do is about it. Absolutely. You got to be, stand for it. has to be fully integrated. It can't feel like, you know, and some of the stuff we've done in the past with Hennessy, it's, it can't be an add-on. Right. Um, or an afterthought. It very much and can we've be all done it. It has to be built, mm -hmm. has has to be be built part, of, part of the program. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing is, what's, what's tough is like when you're when you're one person in a larger machine, Absolutely. You're you're trying to... You're trying to take steps, right? You're trying to strategize. Yeah, but you're. <laughs> I'm saying you're trying to carve out like, oh, okay, we never done anything for, and just making this up, like History Month. Let's do something, and maybe nothing else you do is related to African Americans. Right. But right. but you, as the black guy who just came on a brand, you're like, I'm I'm trying to do something. <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to get it in. The worst kept secret is that as black people and people of color enter marketing and advertising, is we're trying to reverse engineer an industry that has been predominantly white male mm -hmm. with Ooh. very basic views of advertising, linear, linear yeah. thinking, and. For you and I know Mike, you know, I know I know you all have been in a seminal moment where you've been like, Oh, I really need to like reverse engineer this for you to understand why this is important now and today. That's so deep. I can't because digital and search and all of that stuff is <laughs> only good. 15, 16 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when you think about the people that run the Turners and ESPNs of the world, wasn't even here. They're oh. fifty. They don't know oh, nothing about more. no SEO. They have no idea or, what the hell yeah. you're talking about. Or or having to build something from ground up. No, they don't. Yep. No, I mean brands, I'm saying when we come in, I'm saying we have to build things from ground. Oh, up. Oh yeah, like they just absolutely, didn't even, yep. didn't absolutely. even know, absolutely. And didn't it's something know, that they didn't know. know that they need. How they even know? Yeah, they even know, and, I, and, I, and I won't go into this, but like um, my my one pet peeve that I'll say on, on a couple of podcasts is sometimes I think we're tearing down our own people. It's like we come on here and we we troll people who are fucking up, um, but like every now and then, <laughs> not always. No, no, not always. But we have to like sometimes it's it's a black person that you're trolling. <laughs> like, yeah, like oh, it's yeah. A, yeah <laughs> so, sometimes it's somebody who's just like trying yeah. and to 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 whittle away. Do we troll everything? I think we're scaring white people or whatever people out of like doing anything. Scare them. They might. They're probably not. No, we yet, are. We are. Because I've been in many. I've been in more than one conversation where people are just like scared to do anything. Yeah. Anything. That, that's. And it's not their heart. It's just literally people are scared to fuck up. It's, that's the traditional. Because they'll end up on here. But you know, yeah, they're, exactly. they're, they're afraid to have the honest conversations because if you're afraid to do something, but you approach people that can help you, 
do it right? Like, why are you not having that conversation? Yeah, but we but we got to choose the shit that matters though. So like, don't don't do blackface on Gucci. But if Adidas come out with some white shoes for Black History Month, right? No, but, it, but we got to choose the shit we're gonna let slide. But yes, is right though. Like, it's about invite. When someone's going down that path, it's inviting someone in the conversation that might be more knowledgeable. You whether you want to call it you tapping tapping somebody for culture, whatever. It's would you rather them do it or not do it? I would rather someone do it. Like Absolutely. I think we talked about it last time where one of my coworkers at Pepsi, um, she was doing an ad and on um on the millennial male and she had a, a a guy and like he looked like your uh, older uncle that's still wearing like <laughs> yeah. you know looking crazy with big old diamond earrings and I was like you can, you can pull back some of the cultural <laughs> yeah. pull back a couple of cultural cues and she was just like hey Ryan just look at this cuz I think it I don't know yeah. help help me understand right. so you know help But that's true but, but educating them too is right But do right? you speak for all black people? No. It, and and that's the thing is none of us do. So but they feel comfortable enough to even approach you too. So you have to give them not say the no, everything you're saying is opportunity. Yeah. Everything you're saying is right. Like, yes, they need to be pulling the right people in the conversation. They need to be checking everything. You need to be taking risk. On the other side, on the flip side, us. I'm just yep. saying we we have to do a better deci- better job of deciding what we want to come after. Cause I do strongly feel like we're about to scare people out of doing anything. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that, but I mean, at some point, I don't want to hear that because you need to have some some level of come tough on, skin. Come on, Malcolm yeah, X. Then, come on, Malcolm X. And, and, here's, and here's the reason why I say that: <laughs> when you're reading this thing, it talks about identity and tribalism. Now, this this, I mean, I don't know what lens he's writing this for. I don't even know the age of this person, but I can tell you this identity and tribalism thing is probably the most important thing when you're thinking as a mon- as a as a marketer. When you're marketing towards your next generation's mm-hmm. 50 year olds, mm-hmm. because they're very emotional. And if they can't emotionally connect to what you're doing and you're not doing it from the lens of today and the future, you're doing it from what's safe and, and backward looking right. and boring. Traditional. You're going to get to a point where you might have to lay people off because you're not doing well as a company. I'm with you on that. But again, Adidas putting out white shoes for Black History Month. Like, yeah, that's uh, not the that's and, not. And OK, to to this point. When we talked about the Game of Thrones thing, you, go, you got to be comfortable putting out 10 things. Three may hit. Those three might be huge. Like Adidas getting Ivy, Ivy Park or, or doing a collaboration with Beyonce. I bought stock the next day because I knew what that brand could do for Adidas oh, yeah. by itself. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the so, they, so we got to juxtapose. The Black History Month stuff with the fact that they they gave Kanye a chance. They gave Beyonce yeah. a chance. They're, you know, maybe the white shoes ain't hit, but those two things right. hit. I'm with you, two but the, but, but I think what we're not counting is that that white guilt. And that white guilt is so heavy that they are. Don't be guilty now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, done. I was gonna say, I'm you, in the room you with you now. I, 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 I feel I was like you experienced some of that, Mike. No, 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 no. Don't experience the goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> don't get fired. Don't get fired. Don't get fired. Don't get fired. But, but I'm saying that white guilt is so heavy. It's, it's not true. even like the loss of like this campaign did do well. It's like I fucked up some racial shit. That's fair. Because like you start to you know you're liberal you're democrat etc cetera, etc cetera. like you've aligned yourself to all these positive positive movements or whatever mm-hmm. you don't want to be the white person who fucked up some race shit fair and and you don't be that guy nope i mean but like i mean, I, mean, so, and, and I, feel like the, just, I feel like the people that are that guy are the ones that can get a golden parachute though to be honest. Yeah, they get another job. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Um, it's it's also not as easy as just black and white. I mean, look, Pride Month is next month. Sure. I just feel like if you're a brand like 
I don't know, Mentos. Like that's not a very hard thing to activate around. Personally, yeah. Um, and, and even when you're thinking about layup, right? I think that's it's just a layup. a layup. You know what I'm saying? There's things Maybe that are just layups. Me. There are things that there, there are brand that you layups. just choose yeah, sure. not to do. But then it's also like like because even Pride this is Month's how coming we've always up, done it. It's like every like I felt like last year everybody did something for Pride for Month. Pride. It wasn't. Yeah. It oh, was, it, it didn't and feel it's gonna be like that this way. Authentic this year. is around. I think we. I don't know if we talked about it last time, but it was like. If we just added up, like, let's say just the cultural months. So all the cultural months. Mm-hmm. So let's Hispanic Heritage, uh, Black, Black History, History Month. Uh, it's Asian American Month. Women's History Month, mm-hmm. Asian American. Who's really spending? If we just add up all the dollars, who's really spending all the money? I feel like last year they spent all the money on Pride Month, but mm-hmm. no one got noticed really because everyone yeah. did it. Versus yeah. the other months mm-hmm. g- got lost or they weren't, you know, recognized. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't think it's a problem celebrating it. It just don't got to be in the month. You just have to find your way of putting your imprint on it. I think it's even. It's, right. I think it's right. m- more clever when you don't do it within the month because that's just too obvious. But obvious. if you were to do it during a Super Bowl, it's the same stance, but the timing changes timing it dramatically. Is what the timing is? What's the disruptive? Yeah, because you don't see those ads on during Super Bowl. Why? I, I might take this American up. ass prime time. <laughs> But white, pink, pink skin, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, black, it, it, black History Month falls uh, during Super Bowl. See, you don't see no blackity black ass ads during the Super Bowl. You don't, and it's Black History you Month. Right, so, right. You see a lot of I Love America. You see a lot of I Love America. I yeah. ain't seen one. I ain't seen no Budweiser joint with a black man holding those, those Budweiser car joint. I don't even see a Corona commercial with a person no. of color. <laughs> Corona ain't even a white brand. Like you know what I'm saying? Like this is this is the stuff I'm talking about. Timing yeah, does uh, look. You could do it on Pride. It would be way more impactful if you did it another time. Pride is just low-hanging fruit. That's like, okay, right. cool. And that's what brands are doing because it's safe. That's what safe. we're saying. I want to get into um, – so so, so what, what's the headline? They want tribalism, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, tribalism and, and identity. Uh, identity. And identity. Because I, I think it's interesting because um, there's also an aspect of in – my, in my POV – of exclusivity with it because people want to be individuals, but they don't want to be individuals by themselves. So they literally, yeah, yeah, they they want to be different than everybody else, but know that they're part of some exclusive club, and that exclusive club could be these pair of Jordans that came no, out. It's the Yeezys. Yeah, yeah, it could be the Everybody Yeezys. Jordans now. It's the Yeezys. Um, yeah, it could be the Yeezys <laughs> that came out. It's like I want to be uh, the individual in this room, mm-hmm. but you know that I'm part of a club. I mean, you gotta, you just gotta ladder up to be scalable. That's it. So to your point, like Yeezys, Jordans doesn't matter. Street or excuse me, uh, sneaker culture matters mm-hmm. to something to it to be scalable for a brand person to activate against. Same thing for I'm just making up gaming, Call of Duty. You know, you can lean into one of these plat one of these games, Call of Duty, NBA 2K. But gaming is the is the um, place to lean into in terms of tribalism, right? So you can create something. Oh yeah, Microsoft enough. did that. You see that? Microsoft Microsoft had an ad. I, don't know, I think it was a Super Bowl ad. It might, might not have been, but it was an ad where they showed this. What was guy. the one common annoying ass? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm hey, so yeah. I'm so over uh, him. Palm, palm, uh, yeah. palm number uh, yeah. three hundred and forty nine. Why are you speaking this fucking word? I don't, don't nobody. Want, I don't. I don't like poetry slam comments. Oh man! But no, Microsoft like had a commercial <laughs> with a, a kid that that loved gaming. Who was a gamer that had MS. And so Microsoft made a, a custom controller oh, for the kid. That's and I don't that care. I don't care if you don't give a damn about gaming. 
you just pulled on on a heartstring. That was a dope mm-hmm. piece and of content. And that that's like, that I a... bang with this. Whoever you are, you got to be right. an evil person to not connect with that on some right. level because it's super inclusive of a person with a disease that we all, I mean, I feel like most of us have heard of or know mm-hmm. someone that had MS. So um, that's a way to do it. And it, it wasn't during E3 either. It was some random, you know what I'm saying? It was, it, I think it was Super Bowl, but. Yeah. Also, think, dope. Timing. I'll, also think that about. tribal, I think it's going to become more and more nuanced as we look at like Gen Z um, in a sense of e- even us and them, it's like we're getting more and more individualistic, but particularly them are a little bit more structured than we are and a little bit less of a free spirit. And, yeah, they're more, yeah. Per- they're more, I would describe see how broke as, we are. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I, would <laughs> I describe them as being more purposeful. Yeah, they're much more purposeful about the things they buy, the things they do, the things they see, the thing, the people they engage with, the brands the they buy. They're just way more purposeful. I think about they question more too. Question maybe it's purposeful think, and they yeah, question more. I think more. they're more skeptical. Of oh, things. they're far smarter than us. <laughs> but I was gonna say we, <laughs> we, we, we want to be them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they do their research too. Well, I mean, they it's not fair. They, they, <laughs> they have the access. They get to see what we right. the generation above us did. They didn't have what we had. We were the first right. to have what we had. Right. My baby niece, my baby, she's like two years old, and she knows how to say like you talk, know what to, saying? talk to Google. She's yeah, like, Google. and knows how to knows how to yeah. You see. The, the the video of the little girl that knew how to talk to Google or Alexa or whatever to play her song. Don't know who it is. It might be God to them. You know I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fine. They know how to work it. Right. They know how to work it. They know how to work that, That's going to be the ones coding it and coming up with all right. that other crazy Let's stuff. Let's see how this generation is loyal 20, 30 years from now. Like, about we're talking about loyalty yeah. and yeah. novelty. Let's see how loyal this generation is because there's so much available to them and they're constantly flocking to the coolest yeah. or the most trending brand or right. the cheapest or the latest. There's less. There's a lot less brand loyalty. So let's see how this really transpires. Man, I still use Tide for my clothes. Tide. Yeah, I think I yeah, still I think, use 409. In terms of loyalty, <laughs> right? I'm the same person that my family wanted me to be. Oh. Cause that's what they did. My daddy drank henny. I drink right. henny. You there you know go. What I'm saying? That's just what it is. It's so funny. So like, so to wrap this up, right? To wrap up this article, talking about the, uh, you know, the five, say the five uh, key takeaways. Most of these are bullshit because these, if you if you're in marketing, you already know these. But you know, for the people that might not know marketing, um, these are the five, and I think the last one is probably the most important. So stand out and and be stand out by being different. Obvious. Know your target market. So know who your consumer is and cater to those people. Obvious. Um, incorporate a series of positive brand experiences, obvious. <laughs> Allow your customer to interact with one another. That's probably one that's a, a little less obvious to the marketer that's new, but I would say to us in the room, we're probably like, that's fairly obvious. And then the last one, I think, um, which is important that we're kind of talking about right now, is make your brand a component of personal identity. I think that's the one that sticks out to me the most in terms of really integrating yourself into that person's lives and being synonymous with their experience in life the brands that are really good at the brands this is how you know a brand has done this well pick any brand that you know to be great on twitter they they started with that that was the number one thing they started with if our brand was a person who would they be right and what's the tone of voice that we would we have to consistently use regardless of what's happening we need, we need to tweet with that person or that yeah. caricature, whatever, in mind. And it's not a spoke. It's not Colonel Sanders. It's whoever runs Wendy's, whatever. <laughs> like, right. that has to be a consistent thing. But the brands that do it well, they start with number five. I'm going yeah. to I'm gonna need a Twitter to uh, 
cut us a check. I know. Well, the Wendy's <laughs> trying to write. They cut me a check just not for this. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I mean, I think no, I agree. Twitter's, I, I Twitter's agree the hardest one to get. That's the reason why. Yeah. Like I drop these tidbits because I feel like because it's a tone of voice. It's, it's a tone and, of voice. Yeah. And that's a that's a lot. And you of work, don't and you don't deviate, and it is a lot of work. I ain't, I'm not gonna lie. It's what's main thing is that it's a tone of voice, right? So tone of voice meaning that's likely personification. We talked about mm-hmm, this before. Mm-hmm. Like it's a personification of life, right? Mm-hmm. So however you want to describe it, but personal identity is yeah. directly described to tone. You know, pheromones, whatever you want to call it, those sensorial pieces of a human being. Yeah. Is what uh, ties it to personal identity. Yeah, it's a beautiful time with you guys. I'm, glad, I'm so glad. I'm <laughs> so glad. I'm just so glad we're all. I'm so. We were so, deep. so deep. We did go deep. So deep. <laughs> I've gotten good. It was, it was an article. We, we, I, missed, <laughs> I, missed, I missed all of you guys together in one room. Yeah, I'm so glad you guys are all here. Hopefully we're all here the month of June. Maybe I've we gotten a lot of. Got um, a little bit more. I'm here. Here. I've gotten a lot of positive feedbacks from our air horns. I, I've got mixed reviews. Yeah, mixed reviews. I got some mixed reviews. They're I heard like, the kids love. They're like, who controls? The they're like, who? They're like, who yeah. controls the, uh, the, air, the horn. air horns? I was like, it's fucking Mike. Our, <laughs> our, our, our DJ. Our DJ right, marketer. The, the DJ said guy. It was me. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> no, I did get good feedback. Someone said, uh, "So, can you guys?" Uh, tone down the testosterone for uh, yes to speak up more because, <laughs> because they said they said yes actually has the most uh, valuable the, shit to the say. most valuable no. shit to say. That's real. <laughs> That's real. Okay. I was like, yes, we can we can do that. We can do that. <laughs> we can do that. Next at least, today. At, Next least, today. at least we got one. A lot of pie. We don't even have a woman. No, we. How, don't. Many, how, many, how many stars do we get? Oh, uh, we got still, mad stars. That, we're still in that five star. <laughs> right. I need to put this on my Oh man! All right, all right, all right, all right. Thanks, everyone. I mean, subscribe, download, and the people that follow us. If you haven't downloaded or subscribed, you're a hater. Um, what do we have to follow? Tell your friends. I'm talking about just people that follow us on Instagram. Just, yeah, it's our personal. Well, what's the handle? Marketing underscore misfits. <laughs> all right. <laughs> follow Test <us>. question. <laughs> <laughs> follow us at, under, at marketing underscore, underscore misfits. misfits. Yeah. Oh man, it's beautiful, beautiful. It's a rainy, 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 rainy ass New York day right now, but um, we got you guys. <laughs> we just got real emotional. Yeah, we got you guys. It's the fucking rain. I it's think, the rain. I've been yeah. going through some things, and I got a vitamin D today. It's an R and B video. Yo, this is this is like one of the best classics that I've ever been laid on track. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was. The, it's also the best um, Halloween costume if you have a garbage bag. <laughs> yeah, it makes it pretty. Garbage bag and she duct tape. That, she was hoping to hood out with this one, right? That's By all the way, you she need. Looks, she looks amazing. That's she all does you look need. amazing. Yeah. Did you guys I seen know her. she got her doctorate in music, doctorate degree in music? Oh no. With Justin Timberlake. I did. See, oh wow. I did okay. see her graduation. She deserved it. Was. Yeah. She's a That's fucking dope. musical genius. She is. That makes sense. She should. If anyone should have the, it. The fact. The fact that they had a Super Bowl happen and. Kate with Katy Perry and she brought out Missy Elliott. One, everyone was like super stoked that she brought Missy Elliott. No one cared about anything that uh, Katy, Katy Perry. Perry. Nope. Oh, I remember they they clowned her for looking like uh, a Power Ranger with a ma- uh, with the uh, what is it? Uh, shit, I can't think of the name. Uh, Zordon, Zord, Zord, a Zord coming out. But um, yeah, she's genius. Oh man, I love her. All right, all right, all right, man. So, uh, Marky Misfits episode fourteen. 14. 14. We'll be back to you, I guess, with 15. We got to do something special with 15. Quinceañera. Ah. Quinceañera. That's the name of our, that's the name of it. Quinceañera. Quinceañera. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Book it. Episode 15, Marketing Misfits Podcast. I am Mike Summers. Sue Cornelius. Ryan Chappelle. Yes. We'll catch you on 15. The keys to the Jeep. I'm driving to the beach. Top down, loud sound, see my peace. Give them pounds now, look who it be. It be me, 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 and Timothy. Look like it's about to rain, what a shame. I got the armor or the shine up the same. Old C, try to maintain. I feel the wind. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, nine, ten. Begin. I sit on heels like Lorraine until the rain starts coming down or in the chair. I got my umbrella. My finger waves these days. They fall like humming. I break up with him before he dumped. Dump. They have me just yes, lucky. Yes, lucky. Beep, 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 beep.